This is the Dunny Perspective, where everything's done right and I'm always doing more. Today on tap, we're going to get into the NBA. we got a little NHL for you. we got a little NFL news as well. And we're going to go from worst to first, grading teams and at their quarterback position. Who needs a quarterback and who has the best quarterback? And that's what we have on tap for you today. I uh, appreciate you tuning in. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. Um... Let's get right to it. Uh, the NBA has just announced Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, and Kevin Garnett will headline the 2020 uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, very, very exciting. You know, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Uh, Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett, well-deserved. Uh, them three guys have won 11 NBA titles and four MVPs combined. Um, they have decorated careers. Um, Garnett now is working in the media. Duncan is obviously an assistant coach with the San Antonio Spurs. And Kobe Bryant, we just lost in January, rest in peace, um, will be in- introduced into the Hall of Fame like I had just stated. Um, Bryant spent his 20-year career with the LA Lakers. He won five titles, the 2008 MVP award. His uh, tragic death that just happened, uh, huge tribute, a lot of eulogies from around the league. Actually, the Lakers and Clippers game was postponed due to it. Um Whenever the introduction ceremony does take place, whenever we get over with all this COVID-19, um, it's going to be a really sad day and something I look forward to. Kobe Bryant was something that we used to always, if you're in my grade, talk about in the library, discuss with your friends, watch his highlights, watch his games. You had Kobe Bryant, you had Tracy McGrady, you had Allen Iverson, you had Shaq. It was a great era, um, something that we truly lost, and it hurts. Um, you know, just like Vanessa Bryant just said, it's an incredible accomplishment and a huge honor. And uh, everybody's very proud of Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bean Bryant was probably, if not number one, number two, greatest of all time. Five championships. Uh, you'll never, ever have a work ethic like Kobe Bryant. I don't think there will be anybody, his work ethic was just unmatched. And um, Magic Johnson actually just came out and said it broke, broke his heart. Uh, he won't be there to receive the award himself and give a, a typical great speech like always. Um but his wife and three daughters will be there, and it'll be a great day because we will be supporting Kobe Bryant yet again. Um, Tim Duncan, he kind of had the same career path as Kobe Bryant. He had 19 seasons with the Spurs. He had five championships, um, but uh, he did edge Bryant out by an MVPs. He did win them back-to-back in 2002 and 2003. Uh, the two battled one another probably, I think, in the postseason. I think it was six times. The Lakers took four of those series. Um his personality is great. He uh he just towered him and David Robinson towered over the Western Conference for over a decade. Um it's only fitting that Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant, huge rivals, Spurs Lakers, um, they get into it together. It's absolutely awesome. It's uh it's a blessing to get both of them together. And uh Kevin Grant excuse me, Kevin Garnett, the last um uh, last of the three his career was a little bit complicated. He uh, played for three teams. He started with the T-Wolves. He was traded to the Celtics, where he won his first and only title. And he had the phrase, anything is possible, after he won. Um, he was then traded towards the end of his career to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, like Bryant, he won a finals MVP. Um, Garnett uh, had a great career with the Boston Celtics. Um, as, as everybody knows, that was uh, the big three. Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce. Um, but yes, those three are 
going into the playoffs together. Um, absolutely huge feat for all three men. Uh, they deserve it. Um, absolutely anything is possible. And uh, Colby Bryant, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, excellent, 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 excellent. Um, also, on tap for NBA, they're getting to uh, work on a game of horse. There'll be uh, two players live streaming, and they'll play a game of horse. I think that's about the route we're going. I was just watching sports all morning long, and it's looking really dim for the NBA. Uh, they're trying to figure out financial situations. They're trying to figure out where they could play, if they can play. And the biggest thing that they need to play is we need testing. We need more testing, and we need faster results uh, for this to even happen. And the reason why, we can't just take tests if people need tests just to get sports going. So once we have an abundance of tests, and we can test players, and we can test everybody that is around from facility management to training to staff, once we can get testing and fast results, we can get faster answers. They're not ruling nothing out yet. But um, we need to figure out the testing situation. Um, NHL right now, it's the same thing. They're exploring venues like South Dakota. And uh, they just need to figure out what we can do with testing. Uh, testing is huge. You can't just not have a test for somebody that needs a test just so we can test players and people so we can get sports going. It's all about health. It's all about safety. It's all about precaution. It's all about doing the right steps so this doesn't happen again. Uh that's what I got on tap for NBA and NHL. Uh, for baseball, nothing really new there. They're trying to figure out what they can do opening day. Uh, it's hard because, you know, we got Canada. We've got Toronto. We've got teams that are supposed to be playing in London. Uh, schedule's getting behind. Maybe they'll shorten the season. Uh, we're just going to see where we go. And like I said, it's just precaution, testing. Um, no fans, some fans. Maybe no fans for the whole season. Who knows? I'm hoping that this thing can break. i just seen that New York is going down. Hopefully this breaks by May and we can just get back to life and living and being normal. It's kind of tough on everybody. Uh, another sport, we're hearing that UFC is going to go on Saturday. Uh, I'll be dropping another podcast about MMA in itself. So just like I said, it's all about testing. It's all about doing the right things and having the right precaution. Today, uh, NFL. So this for the NFL, we're going to go from worst to first. Uh, I already told you I have Mahomes 1, I have Russell Wilson 2. But today I want to start at the back end. Who's 32 and why at their quarterback position? And we're going to work our way all the way down and uh, see what teams need it. See what teams should trade for a quarterback. Maybe see what teams should really tr uh, try to get Cam Newton or Winston. And we're going to get really just into some rosters today. Um, before we get into all that, though, we have a rumor that the Lions, Jacksonville, and the Las Vegas Raiders are trying to trade down. Uh, the Patriots executive just spoke out. He said, Bill and Cam will not work out. Personalities and beliefs of how the game should be played is like oil and water. So the Patriots signing Cam Newton is not going to happen. Um, another rumor, this is absolutely absurd, the Bengals, inside their war room right now, love Justin Herbert. What's even crazier is there a speculation that the Dolphins are about to have a package that includes not one, 
not two, but four first-round picks to the Bengals to get Joe Burrows. If Cincinnati allows this to happen and they swing and miss and they really go for Justin Herbert and pass up on Joe Burrows, not only will this go down as one of the biggest, I don't even know what you, what word you could even put in there for Cincinnati, but this will be a debacle. If Cincinnati swings and misses and goes for Justin Herbert just to acquire a lot of picks, and Joe Burrows turns into an absolute superstar in Miami. He's a hometown kid. You have your chance here. I don't know what Cincinnati's thinking, but if they really do this, I hope that they're right because Zach Taylor and the gang at Cincinnati, they need some winning seasons. Them fans deserve it. I know four, four first-round picks seem crazy, but you've got to hit on each one of those four first-round picks. You've got to hit. Why would you not just take Joe Burrows? You need a quarterback. Um... That's the biggest rumor I have right now. That is huge, but it is true. Um, it's trending. It's it's pretty big. The Bengals and Dolphins have been engaged in trade talks. Uh, last night, I watched the uh, Super Bowl Packers-Steelers. There's been two six seeds that won the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, like I said, it was the Packers and Steelers. What team will win a Super Bowl as a seventh seed? Now that we have a seventh seed in the playoffs, I want to know your opinions um, I want you guys to reach out to me like you guys been. And uh, that's the big uh, question today. What teams will win, you think, in the future at a seventh seed? And what is your opinion on the seventh seed? Is it something that we should be doing? Do you think there's going to be a lot of two seeds getting upset? Do you think it's not fair to the two seeds? Do you think that, you know, now, especially with the NFC and the way it's happened, is there going to be a lot more six and ten, seven and nine? Actually, I should say seven and ten, six and ten. Sort of teams because now we have 17 games. Excuse me on that. So now we have 17 games and an extra playoff slot. Is it going to allow a lot of teams maybe to slide in that shouldn't be there and it could possibly upset a, a two seed that's worked their tail off all season? So we're going to have to see what we're going to do with the seventh seed. We had an extra game. The whole NFL landscape is changing. I also was just reading that uh, the union. They tried to cap the quarterback position kind of like the NBA did at a max deal, and that was a decline. So the quarterback, everybody's yelling about Dak, and everybody's yelling about oh, maybe a Kirk Cousins getting guaranteed money. And But I'm telling you right now, this quarterback position, now that can't be capped, we're going to see some astronomical deals. We're about to see deals that you wouldn't even think or hear of. So if you think Dak's deal that's going to be coming in within the next two, three weeks is going to be big and he don't deserve it, it's only going to get bigger. It's only going to go to players that probably shouldn't deserve it. Some teams are going to go all in. Um, and if you think Dak's going to get a big deal, wait till everybody sees Patrick Mahomes' deal. I, Especially with no cap on it. Patrick Mahomes could get 40-plus million a season. Is he worth it? Of course he is. He's a once-a-generation talent. My point is, you playing football, a game we love is... Should players really make two to three hundred million dollars a season? That's absurd. That's a that's a crazy amount of money. This shows you the revenue these owners are making, the revenue Roger Goodell is making. It just shows you how far and how big football is. And um, after the Trump call yesterday with all the owners and the executives of sports, and he's saying that football should be on schedule. We need it. Football, when that hits in September, you know school's back. You know it's it's start of all, the end of the year where you got to finish strong. It's football. It's Thanksgiving. we got Christmas coming. It's the NFL, and we need it. We want it. But that's what I got for sports news on that end. 
Um, we're gonna dive right into uh, 30, 32 to first. First, uh, excuse me, worst to first on quarterback positions and why. Um, I think it's very easy to start with, and I was just talking about them. Thirty-two is the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Cincinnati has made it widely known that former franchise quarterback Andy Dalton is on the way out. Um, the Bengals brass gave a 2019 fourth-round pick, uh, Ryan Finley, a three-game tryout midseason, and it couldn't gone much worse. Uh, he had a 28.2 passing grade. Uh, he was in a stretch with zero big-time throws and 10 turnovers. Um, it was pretty bad. So, yet again, the Bengals, if you're listening, if you're tuning in, please do not trade that first pick. Please get Joe Burrows, and please try saving your franchise. Number two, I think it's easy enough. It's the Miami Dolphins. Um, I know they got the Fitz Magic, and uh, they got Josh Rosen, but there's no signs of improvement. Josh Rosen, last time he's on the field, he produced just a 47.1 passing grade on 128 dropbacks. Absolute terrible. Um, Miami needs Tua. They need Burrows. One of the two, they need him. Um, but is Burrows really worth four first round picks? You know, I'm all over Cincinnati about it, but. Could you imagine if Burroughs really isn't it? And Miami gave up four first-round picks? That'll set Miami back for three, four more years. Um, I don't care how much they spent this offseason on defense. I don't care if they had the number one defense. Dallas had the number one offense last year and didn't even make the playoffs. If you don't have a quarterback, you're not going to go nowhere. Point blank, simple, I do not care. Yes, guys like Kerry Collins won the Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer won the Super Bowl. But they had defenses. They had a Ray Lewis. They had a Michael Strahan. The Dolphins don't have that. The Dolphins don't even have a run game. So the fact is, the Dolphins need offense. They need to keep their picks. They need to stay put. Tua or Herbert, do their scouting, do their due diligence, and get a quarterback. You can also draft a running back, a tackle, and even a receiver. The Dolphins are set with picks. Don't blow this up, Miami. You guys have been awful. Shula, everybody down there in South Beach, let's do it right. For the love of God. Um, number three, I, I have the uh, the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, they got Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater looked excellent with the Saints. Let's say it again. Teddy Bridgewater looked excellent with the Saints. What did he do in Minnesota? He was injured and got released. We're going to the Panthers. Do the, do the Panthers have a Christian McCaffrey? Yes, they do. But who do they got at receiver? Do they have a Michael Thomas? No, they do not. Do they have tight ends? No, Olsen left. Let's be honest here. And the Carolina Panthers even though they traded Kyle Allen, he had a 49.7 overall grade. It was one of the worst by a quarterback in 2019. Um, and now they just cut Cam Newton. So let's see what Teddy Bridgewater can do. I know I'm going to hear a lot of speculation because Teddy did. He looked great with the Saints. That was the Saints. Panthers do have a Christian McCaffrey. That is it. That is it. Luke just retired on defense. So let's see what the new coach can do in Matt Rule. And... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, it's a rebuilding year and the Panthers get a Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields in 2021. But, you know, with no Cam Newton, just traded Kyle Allen to Ron Rivera and the Redskins. Let's see what the Panthers can do. And uh, number four will be the L.A. Chargers. Um, you know, they got rid of Phillip Rivers. Um, they do have Tyrod Taylor in 2019 fifth-round pick, Easton Stick. Um, Taylor wasn't too bad in the starter in Buffalo. And uh, he's now with Anthony Lynn, but we're going to see. I want to see what Tyrod Taylor is. Um, you know, they didn't make a play on Marcus Mariota. They didn't make a play on Cam Newton. Are they going to draft the quarterback? Let's see who the Chargers are at this year. Let's see what they do. Um, I'm not big on Tyrod Taylor. I'm not. I just don't see it. I've seen him on the Browns. I've seen him on the Bills. Um, so let's just see what happens there. 
At number uh, five, it's pretty easy here. We're going to Chicago. Um, I'm waiting on M- Mitchell Trubisky. He needs to take the big step. Um, you know, you drafted over Patrick Mahomes. I know that hurts. Um, in three seasons, uh, Trubisky has failed to crack the 25 percentile. Um, his accuracy has been unlike any all. Excuse me. His accuracy has been unlike all other NFL quarterbacks in a bad way. He's uh, thrown the lowest rate of accurate passes on a 10 plus yard pass. So, Trubisky's. Uh, Hasn't produced. I mean, they had the one big playoff run, and then they shanked the field goal. And I know they got Nick Foles, and Nick Foles does have a Super Bowl. Nick Foles is coming off a devastating injury. So let's see what Nick Foles can do. He's got to learn Matt Nagney's offense. He's got to beat Mitch Trubisky out. And uh, he wasn't a high pick like Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky's got a lot to prove. And let's not forget Mitch Trubisky. This is your contract year. This is it. This is do or die. I want to see it. But I got you at fifth. Um, at six. I'm, excuse me. So that would be 25th. At 24th, I have the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Jacoby Brissett was given a chance to lead the Colts, and uh, and the biggest news ever, Andrew Luck's retirement. But he uh, definitely failed to seize the opportunity. Um, he ranked 29th out of 32 quarterbacks in the PFF grade. Uh, he was just not good. Simpler. He's uh, it's a similar situation as Chicago. And I know they got Philip Rivers. Well, let's see what Rivers can do. This is a big year for Philip Rivers, so I'm all in. I'm gonna hear this a lot. I know I have them at my top five, the top ten teams, but I'm putting Pittsburgh Steelers at 23. And the reason is um, Mason Rudolph was a second to last PFF grade. Delvin had uh, Hodges, excuse me, can't even qualify. If he did, he'd be last. And um, Big Ben, he had a significant. Uh, sh- Elbow surgery, excuse me, and he wasn't. Uh, twenty eighteen, in fact, was his lowest graded season passing average since two thousand eight. He threw the fourth highest rate of uncatchable passes. Um, it's kind of a decline, and he turns thirty eight in March, which he just it just passed. So I love him. I love Big Ben. Good, great career. I love that Steelers defense. But where is Big Ben? Uh, elbow surgery, and yet again, I told you this is why I wanted to do it. So I just told you about Hodges and Duck. And how bad they are. Where is the Steelers' backup quarterback? So, let's see what they do with that. They need a backup quarterback. Um, the time is now, just in case Roethlisberger does struggle. Um, I think he's going to come out ready to play. But I have him at 23 for a reason. Stats are there. That's it. I mean, he looks bleak. They don't, they don't have a backup. you got a 38-year-old quarterback fresh off of elbow surgery. Tomlin, either draft... Uh, Winston, somebody. But the Steelers, you guys needed... If Steelers had a backup quarterback last season that could play besides Rudolph and Hodges, the Steelers probably would have made the playoffs. So, that's where we're at with that. Uh, 22, uh, this is easy. It's New England Patriots. And I have them up this far because I don't know what they're going to do. You know, I just heard the, an executive say about Bill and Cam and how they would never get along. I'm not sleeping on Bill. That's the difference of why he's, they're not 32 and they're... 22nd. I'd take Bill with Brian Hoyer over every team I just named. Uh, the proof's in the pudding. The stats are in the pudding with playoff wins, standing wins. Bill did it with Matt Castle. Bill could win with Jimmy Garoppolo. Bill could win with me. And I'll say that loud. I'll say that with proud. Bill Belichick could turn whoever's tuning in today, you could be a Pro Bowler on the Patriots. So I'm obviously going with Bill and. The Patriots at 22. Um, I'm going to get a lot of heat for this. The Niners, 21. Um, 
many are beginning, beginning to question if Jimmy Garoppolo has it. Um, he wasn't as bad as people think. He did finish 13th in the PFF grade. Um, he is uh, needs to improve his grade from uh, 5th to 10th with 2.0 seconds or less on 4th and final play actions. Um, it was his first year as a starter. Um, there's still a lot to prove. I got Garoppolo here. Um, I know I, I, I'm going to get a lot of heat for this. After Garoppolo, uh, I have uh, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford uh, was having the best year of his 11-year career before he was injured. Um, he went down in Week 9. He had an 82.4 overall grade. Uh, then Jeff Driscoll came in and David Blau. And, uh, they went from 29th, and it just kept him going down from there. Uh, Stafford uh, needs to stay healthy. He's on the cusp of needs to prove it. This I think this is a big year for the Lions. I know a lot of fans don't want to hear it, but uh, the Lions need to figure it out and figure out soon before it's too late. Um, so that, that's the Lions I got there. They're number 20. Um, the Lions definitely need some help, and uh, they need a backup quarterback. What about Winston there? What if Stafford gets injured? What if it doesn't work out? What if he starts throwing picks again? Um, so that's what I got there at 20. At 19, I have Sam Darnold. He's yet to take another step towards his career. Some games he looked good last year, and some games he's seen ghosts. Um, he can he throws the deep ball great. He's got he's as an accurate passer. He uh he just ranks low with thirteen percentage in points in the league average. Um, it's the second worst. Um, he's very accurate on short passes. By Sam Darnold at nineteen, I have Josh Allen at eighteen. And I think Diggs is going to put him up maybe top 15 after this season. I got to see more, though. Um, my proof's here. He still has the lowest two-year pass grade over the past couple of years. Um, he His short and intermediate passing was actually pretty good. He won the ninth best passing grade on throws less than 19 yards. But his uh, deep passing produced the lowest passing grade in the NFL by a significant margin. Um, he ended up with owning the worst negative-graded play rate in the NFL. Uh, that's the stats. That ain't no opinion. This whole thing is just stats. So, whatever you guys ranked, I'm putting them in order because I'm sure a lot of people are like, wow, you got Sam Darnold and Josh Allen over Jimmy Garoppolo, or you got Sam Darnold, or yes, and I, I'm going off your PFF rank. I'm going off of per- percentile ranks. I'm, I did my homework, and uh, like I said, if you got something that you wanted to argue, I'm letting you call in anytime. There's time slots now. Um, so that's where I'm at with that. Um, number, I think I'm on 18. 18, I'm going to go with the uh, the Bucks. I uh, know they got Tom Brady, but uh, let's see. I mean, uh, I put Tom Brady number three two weeks ago. Actually, last week, excuse me. I've only been doing this for a week. I put Tom Brady at number three, and I, I did a lot of research. And uh, I actually got some backlash about it. Tom Brady's out of the top 15 quarterbacks now. Uh, I'm going to say it. Dude, Tom Brady, I don't think is as star-studded as people think he is. And I think he's going to struggle in Tampa Bay. Um, I'm starting to think that. I'm starting to think that he's going to get crushed behind that line. I think this is going to be a wake-up call. And I think this is the place, Tampa Bay, I think he retires after this season. I'm making a bold predict- prediction here. and That's what I got at uh, 17th. And then I got Drew Locke from the Broncos. Um, at week 16, he had an 81.2 overall grade. 
but he's abysmal in uh, week 15. He had a 27.9 grade. He went um, an overall his uh, overall grade from 13 to 17, ranked just 28th out of 32 starters. Um, after that, I have Daniel Jones. The good news for Jones is he let all rookie quarterbacks big-time throws. The bad news is that he recorded the second-worst turnover-worthy play rate, even worse than Jameis Winston. Jones had a difficult time holding on to the football when pressure was coming. He had most fumbles by a quarterback. He had 17 fumbles. Everybody's all over Winston and 30 interceptions with bad routes or bad plays. This man had 17 fumbles. That is a lot of fumbles. Um, Jones did own the seventh highest accurate pass rate when throwing into a tight window. So there's some positive in play. Still, there's too many opportunities he's gave to the defense. I have uh, the Redskins. Um, Dwayne Haskins had a rough start in his few, few first uh, game appearances, but um, he did have the uh, eventually become the eighth highest graded quarterback in the passing grade from weeks 11 to 16. His pocket pres- uh, presence is a massive concern, though. Um, he converted pressure into sacks at the second highest rate in the NFL. Every time he was pressured, 33% of the time he was sacked. Not to mention his accuracy rate was uh, under pressure would be the lowest in the NFL if he had qualified. Uh, Haskins had a lack of deep passing, but I put Washington in here because I want to see what Ron Rivera is going to do. Um, I really keeps on saying Chase Allen, and I'm on the fence. I think Washington could shake up a lot. Washington and Cincinnati could shake up this whole draft. So let's see what we got here. Um, after Washington, I have the Arizona Cardinals. Kyle Murley had a fairly inconsistent rookie campaign. He ended up ranking tied 25th in PFF overall quarterback rankings. Um, he owned the 7th highest passing grade on throws 20-plus, and now he has Hopkins. Um, he owned the 4th best grade on those throws on 15 big-time throws. He only had one turnover. Um the only problem with Murray's 2019 season, in my opinion, was how poorly he performed in a clean pocket. Um, most of those poor passes, when he had a clean pocket, he kind of rushed, overthrown, just rookie moves. I think it's going to be cleaned up this season. I bet him him and Larry are working right now. Um, after Cal Murray, I have Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, who went 83.7 in 2018 to a 73.5 mark in 2019, was strange. His accuracy dipped. His rate of accurate passes thrown 10-plus yards downfield was 8% lower. The scheme was not necessary. Best fit. I think the addition of Kevin Stefanski is going to be great. Absolute great for Baker Mayfield. Um, Then I have the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Derek Carr has been getting a lot of slander. He's been getting crushed. But uh, his 81.2 passing grade with ninth best and uh, was reminiscent of his 2015 and 2016 season. Um, it took him a couple years to get back from that broken fibula, and I believe that. But uh, Carr has proven every bit to be a top 12 quarterback in the NFL. Um, after Carr and the Vegas Raiders, I have the Jags. Um, the Jags have Gardner Minshew. Minshew um, had bad fumbling problems, but was a far better passer and had the, one of the highest rookie grades. Um, on 20-plus yard throws overall, Minshew had the third highest passing grade and the third lowest rate of uncatchable passes thrown. Um, the Jags look good with Minshew. I uh, have him down here because Minshew, Minshew mania, it, his stats are there. I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. Uh, yeah, he looked, some games he looked terrible, but other games, Minshew balled out. So I, I think the Jags are right to, to uh, 
at least see a season underneath Minshew. 100%. Um, next up, I have the Titans. Um, Ryan Tannehill, yet yeah, wasn't the comeback player of the year. But, man, should he have been. Um, he finished regular season with the highest graded pass in the NFL at 91. Tannehill was so efficient. Um, he had the highest positively graded play rate among quarterbacks in 2019. He definitely earned himself a contract. Uh, then I have the uh, LA Rams and Jared Goff. He took a huge step back. He went from 84.3 in 2018 to 72.4 in 2019. Um, Goff produced the ninth best big time throw rate. Um, the Rams are in the medium need at quarterback for now, but only time will tell if Goff can bring them back to once the one quarterback he once was. Then I have Kirk Cousins. Everybody's on Kirk Cousins. Uh, he had himself a career year in 2019, producing an 85.4 passing grade. That was fifth best in the NFL. Um, that was with Kevin Stefanski, who is now with Cleveland. So that's that's what I'm trying to say about Cleveland. Um, but Kirk Cousins earned himself another contract. Great season. Beat the Saints in the playoffs. Had a good little run. I love I love everything about Kirk Cousins. Um, absolutely. After Kirk Cousins... We're going to get down to the nitty-gritty. I have Carson Wentz. He has a fair share of highs and lows. Can you please stay healthy? Um, He improved his 68.3 passing grade in 2016. Um, In 2017 and 2018, he just looked ridiculous until he was injured. In the first six weeks of the 2019 season, Wentz was tied for the first PFF grade with Russell Wilson at 90.6. But then uh, it just went down. Uh, From week 7 to 17, he went... From first to worst, he had a 61.7 grade. And I think a lot of it has to do with him being injured and having receivers. So we definitely need to get some draft going for him. Uh, next up after Wentz, obviously, as I always say, I got Dak Prescott. I got Dak and Wentz, same player. I know I get it a lot. Everybody thinks Wentz is better. Well, Dak's got him better overall and wins. And uh, Dak needs to stay, I mean, excuse me, Wentz needs to stay healthy. Wentz will never pass Dak, in my opinion, until he stays healthy. You need to be healthy. You can't just play eight games. You're a quarterback. Um, Dak Prescott was one of the most valuable quarterbacks of 2019 season. Um, he went from 21, 21st to 19th in 2017 and 2018. and 2019, he went all the way down to number one offense. Um, Kellen Moore have brought the best out of him. He's the best play caller as an NFL Um and he's he's kept on the the staff. Uh, the more optimistic sign that he may continue to play at this level was now he still has Kellen Moore. He has a lot to play for if he wants this big deal. And uh, for example, Prescott had the fifth lowest rate of negativity throws from a clean pocket. Prescott was efficient, and Prescott was good. And uh, that's that's proofs in the pudding. He had the number one offense. So after Prescott, after Wentz. Excuse me, after Wentz, after Prescott, obviously, I got the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Um, and then I have, obviously, Drew Brees. I don't have to get into their stats. If you don't know about them, you better as well do some stats yourself or get into some football. So I have Rodgers, Drew Brees. You know, we're going to go Lamar Jackson. Excuse me, we're going to go Deshaun Watson. And then we're going to go Russell Wilson. Then we're going to go Lamar Jackson, and then we're going to go Patrick Mahomes. So I have Pat Mahomes, I have Lamar Jackson, I have Deshaun Watson, I have Dak Prescott, I have Wentz, then I have Rodgers and Breeze, I have Kirk Cousins, and then uh, Matt Ryan. 
And uh, that's where I'm at with that. I'm going to be getting into running backs. I am working on mock draft number two. Uh, but it's hard, man. I'm trying to come up with just some sports talk just to kick it, just to pump the content, just to know you, just to know that I'm still here doing my research. I know everybody wants mock drafts. If you have a mock draft, you want to get on the show, I got all week, man. I'm ready. You want to do it tonight? Call me. Let's get into it. I'm not hard to reach out. Look for me on social media. I want to follow. I also want to thank a couple agents that have uh, reached out and listened to the podcast. I want to thank a lot of people on Twitter for just resharing, reliking, retweeting, uh, Facebook, Instagram, everybody on there. It's uh, we're gonna make this a real thing, and it's gonna turn into something great. And uh, just keep staying positive. Thank you again for tuning in. This is the Dunny Perspective where everything's done right and I'm always doing more.